How do you make money as a bodybuilder or physique athlete? When it comes down to it, bodybuilding is not much different from other sports or contests and that only a fraction of the contestants can truly earn a living by participating in the sport or contests exclusively. Those who are not in the top tier of athleticism have to financially support themselves in other ways which might include working a regular job. You may not know this, but all of my entrepreneurial success is a direct result of my early days as a competitive bodybuilder. So in this video, I'm going to highlight a number of ideas you can use to generate income as a bodybuilder. One thing to note is that the info presented can also be applied to anyone with a personal or business brand. So even if you are, say, a mixed martial arts athlete or even a beautician, most of these strategies can still be applied. Welcome to Leonard Innovation. My name is Justin Leonard. Thank you for tuning in. Today I'm going to focus primarily on strategies that don't require a huge amount of capital to get started. After all, this is the Leonard School of Business Innovation, where the focus is on entrepreneurs who don't come from wealth, but have the potential to be great. I would also like to say that the strategies you will hear about today don't require a lot of time. To me, that is subjective, but what I will say is that whatever the time commitment, the financial reward will always be worth it. I'll also throw out some ideas for those who may have a little bit of extra capital to infuse into a business venture. Before we begin, I would like to show you a new website feature that I think you will find beneficial. If you head over to leonardinnovation.com and scroll down, you will see the new Ask Justin form. If you ever have a business or entrepreneurship question, submit it and I'll try to respond within 12 hours. Your question may also be featured or answered live on YouTube. Okay, let's continue. If you are starting from ground zero, here are some things you can do to generate income. Affiliate programs. The first thing I would consider is joining an affiliate program. I like this because it's an automated process. All you do is add a special tracking link or advertisement to your website. And when your audience makes a purchase as a result of your unique affiliate link, you earn a commission. In fact, you don't even need a website. You can embed your unique affiliate code into an email signature. But affiliate programs can be a good source of revenue for both those just starting out or those who are already established. When I first started on the internet, this is the way I generated most of my income. Check out this example. This is one of my old websites, supplementcritic.com, which was like Yelp for bodybuilding supplements. By the way, 
This website was around well before the uh, Yelp website came into existence. But you can see how I incorporated the affiliate links. In this case, the links are relevant to the page content. If you're just getting started with affiliate programs, one thing to avoid is trying to promote everything. Since bodybuilders have a personal brand, it's best to promote things you actually use. So if you are using a certain uh, training product or a specific website to buy your supplements, then promote those exclusively. For those who have a larger following, it is possible you can negotiate with various affiliate program managers to possibly get a higher commission rate than they would normally pay out. For example, if you have been featured in a few you know, online magazines or if you have greater than, say, 30,000 followers, you might be able to negotiate a higher commission rate. If you have a larger following, sometimes affiliate program managers will create um, exclusive coupon codes or promotion codes which can be entered by your customers. It can be a win-win for everyone involved. The customer gets a discount. You get in a, you know, as the affiliate, get a kickback. And then the affiliate program host, of course, gets new customers. Start a blog. For this discussion, blogging and article writing are synonymous. I would describe uh, starting a blog as being akin to planting a seed for future discoverability. You want to increase your odds of being found in content searches. We don't want to focus solely on making YouTube videos. The reason is because when it comes down to it, Google gives more weight to text-based content. In fact, search engines only know what your YouTube videos are about primarily because of the title and also the audio or voice from your video, which by the way is automatically transcribed into text, which can further be analyzed for relevance and thus inclusion in search results. So this is why you want to give, um, you know, I would say equal weight to blogging and videos. One thing I always do is make my articles slightly different than the words from the video. The Google bots might interpret two identical sources of information as duplicate content, which can sometimes result in a lower ranking. So just a quick developer tip for you there. You can try writing a book. This was another one of my early income streams and trust me, this can be fruitful if you can figure out a way to stand out. I made a significant amount of revenue. Now, when I say write a book, you don't necessarily have to publish a printed book. You can create an ebook initially and then get it printed once revenue is commensurate with the cost of publishing a printed book. With that said, the end goal should be to publish a printed copy of the book. As you begin to gain a following, you want to have something physically available for things like autographs. I would avoid charging $5 for, say, you know, a 5 by 8 photo. In fact, if I was your manager, I would eliminate charging a fee for an autograph. Ideally, you would always have something tangible that is above, you know, maybe $25 you can sell, such as a book, and then autograph the book. The contents 
of the book can be whatever you think would be of interest uh, to your customer base, regardless if it has already been done before. Next, we're going to explore the possibility of creating a course, an online course. In the old days, a course consisted of a series of five to ten three ring binders with progressive lessons in each. Now, here's why I really like the course idea. Compared to publishing a book, a course was considerably less work to make and you could charge a higher price for it. That still holds true today. Typical price range for a printed book, 20 to $40. Online courses will probably start at 150 Now that the internet is faster, we can also do things like video courses. The key thing is the course doesn't have to be long. People don't have that kind of time these days. So in your course, the focus should be on getting the consumer from point A to point B in the fastest amount of time possible. You would do a series of modules and then break them up into smaller videos that are roughly 15 minutes or less. Then ideally a user would complete the course in a total time of about 10 to 25 hours. And that's if they were watching the content nonstop. If you find that your course needs to be longer than this, figure out a way to reduce the volume of content. If you run into trouble reducing the content, then create additional courses. These can be sold separately, sold as upgrades, or sold as bundles. You can also give away the extra content as a bonus. By the way, you make the most money by offering more than one course. We want to have about three different price points. For people that can't afford your flagship course, you need something affordable for them, like maybe an intro course that costs between $40 and $80. For people that can afford the middle and upper tier courses, you should consider offering a VIP package where they get all the courses plus other perks like maybe a virtual meet and greet. In a perfect world, you would offer both a book and a series of courses because people have different preferences. Some like books, just as some people still want to hold, read, and even smell the newspaper. Another advantage of the book is you can pack it with more content than a course would offer. Host an online event. With this strategy, you are going to host an online event and charge a fee for viewership or participation. There are a few ways to do this. The first is you can have a gradual lead up to your fee-based event. So there's periodic announcements and reminders that on a specific date, this event will take place. You want to try to get registrations in advance. You can say something like, hey, if you prepay uh, before this date, then the fee is this. And then after the deadline, the fee is that. The real world example of how this strategy would be applied is you create some type of video. Um, in this case, let's say a documentary. And you are charging for access to see the premiere. At the end of the documentary, you can field questions from your viewers. For all attendees, you can email them, think, uh, thanking them for watching, 
And within that email, you can try to present another offer. For those who wanted to attend but could not, you can also send them a separate email stating, you know, sorry you couldn't make it, here's what you missed, and oh, by the way, we have this other thing over here for sale. That other thing can be an encore presentation available at a discount. But, you know, minus all the added bonuses from the live event, such as the ability to interact with you. The second strategy is to do a live event for free and then try to sell something during or at the end of the event. In this scenario, you are going to do the same lead up, but the offer is for something free. So let's use a Q&A session where, um, you know, you're a rising star and people get to ask you anything or maybe a virtual training session where you teach your audience how to do something. Or maybe you're going to reveal, you know, a top 10 list. At the end of the event, you would try to offer them something for sale. Hey, like maybe a book or a course. The third strategy is to do a live event for free, but with the main goal of growing your audience. So you would set up the live event, but solely for the purpose of capturing emails. Because once we have those emails, we can interact with those users in the future. Now, don't forget, you can learn more about how to grow an audience in my free 90-day online launch guide. Go to leonardinnovation.com launch. But another cool thing is there is no limit to how many events you can run. You can do them monthly, bi-monthly, quarterly, or whatever interval you determine. But the best strategy really depends on what type of online event you plan to host. Also, the events can be as elaborate as you want them to be. You can bring in someone to host your event, a master of ceremonies, if you will. They can dramatically introduce you with music playing in the background. They can filter questions from the virtual audience to be later answered by you during the live event. All of this is possible. I'm not sure if you noticed yet, but in all the given examples, an email is being sent to the customer at some point. It is possible that anything you intend to sell can be done entirely through email or after they attend the event. You don't have to display pricing on your website at all. Instead, you can sell on the back end via email. So after they attend the event, they would receive an email and within that email, you would include a link to uh, you know, a sales page where a purchase can be made. Start a podcast. Starting a podcast is definitely something that has a longer time commitment before you get to the point of monetization. However, the reason I like the podcast is because it can be used to grow an audience. Let's talk about the science behind why podcasting works. People tune in to listen to things they find interesting. The most popular podcasts tend to feature a host conducting an interview with a guest. This is the key to increasing the level of interest in your podcast, is to have those unique guests. Sometimes having one or more co-hosts can make things interesting by adding different dynamics. 
while the format of your podcast is important, what's even more important is that you use podcasting as a way to direct listeners back to your website where something is being promoted. Coaching or consulting. What if I told you that with a coaching or consulting revenue model, you can do less work and charge higher fees? With coaching, you are making yourself available to either a small group or a single client. As a rising athlete, your time is limited. You are in demand and people see some type of value in what you are doing. Why not monetize your time, knowledge, and resources by offering coaching to high value or VIP clients? Here's how it works. You are going to charge a premium price because they are getting direct access to you. Preferred clients are the ones who can pay, say, $3,600 or more for VIP access like it's nothing. There is a small group of customers who can actually afford the Ferrari. There is a small group of people who actually want first-class seats on an airline. Celebs always pay for the best attorneys when they need help getting out of legal trouble. Don't worry about ordinary customers. These are the ones that will say, man, you know, I can get a top-rated personal trainer for $200 an hour. You don't want that type of customer. They will ask for refunds and complain about trivial things. So how do we filter out unwanted prospects? We can use a questionnaire to screen for high profile clients where cost is never an issue and value is of most importance. Once the client signs up for the service, you are going to focus solely on getting them results as quickly as possible. Start a media company. As a bodybuilder or physique athlete, you will most likely find yourself attending several contests as a spectator. Why not turn that passion into a potential business? You can start small. You don't even have to post contest photos when starting out. Plus, you know, contest photos require a lot of resources that may not be available in the beginning. But you would just simply attend uh, the shows, make observations, write down what you saw, then blog about it. To give yourself an edge, maybe you can tell your uh, customer base that the results for specific contests will be posted live. This is an easy way to get tons of viewers to your platform. People want to know whenever they are featured in a publication. They also want to share that type of content within their network. What about uh, live streaming the event? Um, in time, you might be able to obtain press credentials for these contests. But the key here is as you begin to grow, you can do things like sell advertising or post affiliate links on your platform to generate income. We are turning a hobby into a business. Recurring revenue. Next, you can try to figure out a way to get people to pay for something every month. This is best for someone with a larger following. However, it can work 
even um, you know, if you are small, and the word small is arbitrary, but let's assume an audience of maybe 500 or less. So their credit card is on file and they are paying for a product or service month after month. What can you offer to create this level of value for your customers? One in which they are willing to pay monthly. There are few options. Let's say you've been making how-to videos for the past year. You've amassed quite an archive and now we have this extensive library of video content that can be monetized. You can charge a monthly fee for access to those videos. What about missed live events? So earlier we talked about running, uh, hosting a live event. What if they missed those? In this case, you hosted live events online and people want to see those replays. You can charge a monthly fee for unlimited access to the content. In addition, you might explore the implementation of an online community where like-minded individuals can connect with each other. Simply create a member community as an incentive for others to join in addition to being able to access your exclusive content. When people are able to interact with others, member retention rates go up. Another plus is the online uh, membership strategy will give you predictable income each month. Personal training. Your skill set as a bodybuilder or physique athlete is always an asset. The option to generate income through personal training is always going to be on the table. But you can further build upon your athletic expertise through personal training. When I first started out, I got certified through the International Sports Sciences Association, the ISSA, because in 1999, maybe 98, they were the only ones um, that were reputable to offer an online certification. At the time, I believe a written portion of the final exam was done through the mail and evaluated by a human. But in a nutshell, this allowed me to have a basic understanding of the health sciences and not solely bodybuilding expertise. Big difference. So once you obtain the proper credentials, you can partner with either a private studio or maybe a larger gym. Caution though, with regard to personal training at an establishment that you don't own, there are a few downsides. It can be difficult for a rising talent to perform their jobs due to frequent interruptions. People want to be around you when you have popularity. Secondly, if you don't own the facility, you will never get paid what you're worth. As a rising talent, I would look at it instead as an opportunity to learn the trade. So you are there not only to learn how to help others um, you know, reach their goal, but also to study closely how the money is made. Then look to graduate to the next level, which is to start your own facility, which might be originally out of a garage. Remember, this advice is applicable for anyone destined for greatness. So if you are a makeup artist, take a job as a makeup artist, perfect your craft, learn the ropes, 
meaning the business side of things, then spread your wings. So far, I've presented you with a number of potential sources of income that don't require a significant time or financial commitment. As a reminder, the same techniques work for both amateur and professional athletes. These strategies also work for any skill or trade in which you have expertise. Next, I'm gonna talk about some additional opportunities for those who are a bit more established and have greater financial resources to work with. Branded products. One of the first things to think about is establishing a simple logo for your brand. Notice how I said simple. Depending on your goals, you might decide to try monetizing things like t-shirts, wrist wraps, and other gear. You will want to focus on simplicity. Consider using a one color logo. Less colors is better as it will save you money on printing costs in the long run. Also, not everything you print on will have the option to do multiple colors. Over the years, you will see that several large companies have also simplified their original logos. There's a reason for this. But the logo should be easily identifiable in all black or all white. Think of the Goals Gym logo. And yes, the logo can be just your name, but you also have to think about mobile apps where a smaller icon might be used in place of maybe a text logo. In this case, you might want to use a symbol or maybe your brand's initials. With regard to how you can obtain your own uniquely branded products, you have a few options. The first is to partner with someone who already makes the products. The second is to source your own uh, from overseas. Common items like t-shirts obviously can be made locally. Start a gym. If you're a bit more established, you can start a gym. With the right credit profile, you can actually obtain enough exercise equipment to furnish your gym with no money down by way of an equipment lease. There are different types of leases. For example, at the end of the lease, you can own the equipment outright, or you can trade in the old equipment for new equipment and begin a new lease agreement. In some arrangements, your first payment may not begin for several months. This frees up additional capital for startup costs. The cost to lease gym space will probably be your largest expense when starting out. To keep overhead costs under control, you will want to offer personal training in addition to regular memberships. This allows you to secure more income from both new and existing members. This method works in even the smallest of gyms where other revenue boosting strategies such as group fitness classes require significantly more square footage. Sponsorships. If you're a rising talent, there may be opportunities for sponsorships. Sometimes the sponsors will approach you. Sometimes you have to approach potential sponsors. Sponsorship can mean different things. There is a monetary sponsorship, but this is only reserved for usually the 1%. What if you're not a pro yet, but are starting to get noticed? 
there are few things we can explore. There are product sponsorships where you might be able to get free or discounted products in exchange for your promotion as an emerging athlete. There may also be sponsorship opportunities where they pay for travel and other expenses related to competition. It really comes down to your value as a brand. You can make a case for uh, sponsorship through social proof. If you have an audience which consists of, say, 30,000 people, that will probably be worth something to a sponsor. If you have an audience of 100,000 people, that's worth even more. If you are seeking sponsorships, it's best to be clear about what you can bring to the table. As the owner of Workouts.com, I would probably get about, you know, 40, uh, maybe upwards of 60 uh, or more sponsorship inquiries and donation inquiries in a year. Very few offered an explanation of what we get in exchange for donations or sponsorships. The ones I preferred to give to were the ones who were detailed in how the funds would be used and any promotion we would receive in exchange for our sponsorship. If you are reaching out to a sponsor, try to put yourself in their shoes. This is the key to make it a win-win for everyone involved. Let's look at a real-world example. Suppose you have been taking a protein supplement for years. As your popularity grows, you would reach out to the manufacturer and explain how their protein has been instrumental to your success and that you would like to explore the possibility of a sponsorship. You would tell them, I have you know, X number of followers on this platform, X number of followers on that platform. This is what I would be willing to do to further promote your product. Then you would explain how you will make various recipes on video incorporating the protein. You would then say, I did a similar video, if, a, if possible, you know, with this other brand over here, and it received X number of views in the first week. So you're leading with an explanation of how they win by partnering with you. Become an event promoter. If you have the time, money, and resources, you can try promoting your own contest. But event promotions can be tricky because it has a lot of moving parts. And trust me, there's a lot involved. You have to find a venue. A high school auditorium is probably going to have the lowest cost. There may be liability insurance requirements. Who's going to do your ticketing? What about parking? What about a cleaning crew? What about booth space? Will food and drinks be served? What about security? Who's going to host the event? What is your strategy for advertising or promoting the event? How many contestants will actually be seen at the main event? Will it just be the top five? Will there be an intermission? How many weight divisions? Who will present the contest awards? Who will manage sponsors? And what are the different levels of sponsorship? Who will DJ? Who will set up the sound? Who will create the contest entry forms? Will you feature a high-profile guest? What are the contest rules? 
who will manage the social media and contest website. So you can see there is a lot involved, but the financial rewards may be worth the pain. You might be able to even, you know, hire an event planner to facilitate all aspects of your contest. If you decide to partner with one of the larger bodybuilding organizations, they will probably have ready-made templates for show promoters. And if done right, just a contest or two can generate enough revenue to last an entire year. And that's after expenses. Paid speaking engagements. You should always look to leverage your athletic success in different ways. Do you have a unique story that inspires or motivates us to do something? Maybe you've had to overcome a significant hurdle to get to where you are. Is there a lesson that can be learned from your life experiences? Can you stand in front of a corporate audience and give a presentation about weight management or exercise? There may be opportunity to make money telling your story. Start by telling your story for free. Get honest feedback. Make improvements. Perfect your presentation. Show examples of your speaking ability and online content. Get speaker recommendation. Then market your services or hire an agent to book speaking gigs. By the way, an agent gets paid on commissions and will take a percentage of whatever they negotiate with the customer. Now let's bring it all together. You can combine a lot of these ideas to create multiple purchase options for your customers and for you, multiple sources of income. If we go back and explore some of these ideas, you will see that many can be used concurrently. Earlier, we talked about the recurring revenue model. Did I mention that you can sell access to your books, courses, and coaching services in a recurring revenue format? You can do it if you want to set it up that way. I'm just presenting you with the options. Which other ideas can be merged to further boost revenue? How about blogging, selling a book, selling a course, or even multiple courses, hosting a virtual event in order to promote an offer, establishing a podcast in order to get listeners to sign up for something selling coaching services, establishing a paid membership site. And what if I told you that you can manage all of these services under one roof? What if I told you that you can automate the entire email process? So from the time someone signs up for your online event and the days leading up to the event, you can autonomously send email reminders. You can even automate the thank you for attending email, or suppose at your live event that some of the questions didn't get answered. You can follow up with them and include offers in your email signature. For example, you would respond to the question and you know, if it applies, maybe mention that you offer coaching services, which sends them to an initial screening questionnaire. The service I use for this is called Kajabi. 
I would describe it as one of the premier software platforms for knowledge entrepreneurs. It handles everything mentioned before, plus customer payments. What about the scheduling for things like coaching? This is all possible within the framework of Kajabi. For podcasts, you do a single recording and you can spider out the audio to all top streaming platforms simultaneously. Spotify, Audible, SoundCloud, Apple, done. There are some comparable services that exist which offer software that is similar to Kajabi. I discussed these in the 90-day online launch guide. Definitely check it out because I briefly go into the advantages of the popular ones. In fact, one of them is a bit of an abbreviated service in comparison to Kajabi, but requires no fee in order to get started. Instead, they take a percentage whenever you generate a sale. So not a bad idea if you want to test your course or book idea before joining the big leagues. Once again, I'm Justin Leonard. I hope you enjoyed this presentation on how to generate income as a bodybuilder. Don't forget, if you ever have a question, head over to leonardinnovation.com and submit it via the Ask Justin form. Send me an email and I'll try to respond within 12 hours. And if you found this information helpful, please share it with a friend. Thanks again for tuning in. across the nation captivate audience every presentation you don't got a body build you could be an athlete listen to what i say please don't hit the leap entrepreneurial heavyweight strategy dominate automation is key if anyone wants to succeed remember to check kajabi if you're serious not just a hobby a pedagogical swordsman i'm trying to teach everybody all i do is rap to the beat motivation whenever i speak new content coming out soon calm down i post every week my whole aura's haru justin leonard about to come through man i done crossed you up step back and hit the jumper over you i'm planting the seed so everybody could eat y'all didn't know he could rap now it's time to believe Emeritus Lyricist MC Slated to take the lead Y'all overlooking talent I'm spitting like the supreme being LeonardInnovation.com Is where it's at Alright, peace